you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy. He is the reason that you guys have tuned in, that you guys have uh, taken the time to listen to us, to be part of this, and and uh, allow us to share God's Word with you as we continue our study on the life of Christ. With me still is Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir, on a wet morning. It's been wet. Yeah, I bought a new jacket. I was showing it to Kevin. It's one of these Kevlar type. I mean, the little things in life make you smile sometimes. And <laughs> I think I bought my best civilian jacket I've ever had. And uh, I was telling Debbie there's two more levels. There's crazy cold level and there's rain level. Right now I have Storm Defender. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a Carhartt jacket. Mm-hmm. And they have a rain defender. And then they have a Alaska Defender kind of jacket. So I, there will be a point where I have all three and I'll be covered for an entire lifetime. But as we move forward, there's so much to learn about what happened here on the cross. There's so much to learn about how that helps us with our lives, how we move forward. And uh, we want to talk about those words, it is finished. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, and uh, they say sour wine, vinegar, it depends how they call it in the scripture. And yeah, it's vinegar. It's okay. It's a uh, it's stuff that sat around and got ripe. Some people drink vinegar every day and say, man, I'm so healthy. And, <laughs> and I say, well, if you stop drinking vinegar, what does it do? You, you know, yeah. but he That's said, the question. it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. In Hebrews 9, it says, for Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are figures of true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God before us. Uh, Friends, I am so glad that Christ is in the presence of God before us. So we read those words, it is finished, and it's Jesus just communicating everything I came here for, all those prophecies. He fulfilled 33 in one day, over 300 across the course of his life, covered from Old Testament scripture, fulfilled every one, and he said, it is finished. It's all done. Those words single to you and me today, hey, it's all done. What we need has been taken care of. It's just a matter of us accepting it. Because, you know, one thing God's not going to do, he's not going to come to you and say, hey, Doug, hey, Kevin, it's time for you to get saved. You know what he's going to do? The Holy Spirit will prompt our hearts through messages, through things we see, even looking at nature. But uh, at that point, we say, Lord, I know who you are. And I know you alone died for my sins. I know you alone, when you said it's finished, everything is done. Everything is done. There's a young man, and uh, I got to remember his last name. It might be Williamson. His first name was Lou Williamson. He was out of Minnesota. He was out of a place in Minnesota. He was a soldier, and he was coming up through Germany. And uh, he won a Medal of Honor. He actually almost won two in that uh, same battle over the course of five or six days. But as they were coming up through Bavaria and as they were fighting and crazy fighting was going on on the other side of Stuttgart, he, uh, he got sent out and they said, there's seven machine guns. Get as many as you can. We'll send someone else. The, the, things were going down. Well, this man got all seven machine guns, came back with two bullet holes in them and fell on the ground. And they said, what'd you get done? He said, it's finished. Mm. I took care of all of them. And you know what God did? He took care of all of our sins, Kevin. It's finished. 
It is finished. Yeah. And that's something. The uh, <clears throat> the saying it is finished, the, the word, the Greek word is tetelestai. Um, it's the idea of once and for all, paid in full. In fact, it's a word I'm told by people that know more about it than I do, that it was a term that was written on a receipt that was given in the marketplace. If you bought something that they would write on the bottom, once you pay them, paid in full, tetelestai, it is finished. Just similar to what you said about the machine guns that were taken out. It's done. There's nothing left. You know, don't send me back out there. It's done. And uh, you don't have to pay anything else. You don't owe. And that's what our Savior said. And I think it's interesting that if you read all the scripture, all the synoptics and so forth together, the term it is finished, that that phrase, it was only given us in John. And a lot of times it says um, that he that he gave up the ghost right after that. And in Mark fifteen thirty seven, it says, and Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. So when you put this all together, gave up the ghost, that was a separate saying, then it is finished. It came after it is finished. Gave up the ghost was father into thy hands. I commend my spirit. So it says, and Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. So in other words, the order of sayings was from the bottom was um, in thy hands I command my spirit. But before that was crying with a loud voice. Well, what did he cry with a loud voice? It is finished. Ted, let's die. That was basically saying it's done. I mean, that's, that was a shout of payment made in full. It was the victory shout of someone who had, was burning the mortgage. It was the victory shout. It was the, who's the guy on the radio that you say, I'm free. I forget, Dave Ramsey. It was the uh, freedom shout of getting out of debt. And Jesus was paying our debt. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that some people get really confused on this. And I want to I wanna just try to nip this one little thing real quick. When he said it is finished, he meant it is finished. The cross was the payment for sin. I, don't, don't get hung up on why he went to the middle of the earth. He did not go to the middle of the earth to pay for sin. He, I know the Apostles' Creed or whatever says, and then he died, and then he went to hell, and then he came out. Don't get hung up on that because... Had he gone to hell to burn for three days, number one, he would not have been able to preach to the spirits in prison. Number two, would not have been able to take people out and, and all that kind of thing. Um, by whom, by which spirit he went to preach also to the spirits which are, were in prison. Peter talked about that twice in uh, chapter two there. In, in, uh, I think it's in Second Peter, maybe First Peter. But when he cried with a loud voice, it was finished, and you, and and you say, how can you be sure? Not that it matters a whole. I get it. You're saved, whether or not he he was burning afterwards. But don't put the savior having to burn. It was sufficient that that he suffered and bled and died on the cross. We preach the old rugged cross as being as being dear, not the flames. Jesus took the payment, and it says we know it was paid in full because right after he said that in Mark 15, 37, and in other places, and the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. Hello. Why was the veil of the temple rent in twain? Because we had access. <laughs> access came after the 
payment. So when the when you paid off your debt, then you get to live in the house. Guess what? We had access because the payment was made. And I've heard some well-meaning people get hung up on that and confuse a lot of people. And Doug, it helped me just look what the Bible said. Yeah, and and I love that Greek word. Actually, uh, it comes from the root word talal, and and talal, T-E-L-E-W. We had a study of that word one time in Greek class, and the weird part about that word is exactly what Kevin's saying. That was stamped, that was written, completed. The order's completed. But in Greek, in biblical Greek, they do this cool thing, and your last few letters tell you everything. So endings, I, I'm yep. telling you, there is, uh, at one time there were 47,000 uh, words were, <laughs> you know, more than English words because it all comes from the ending. And that ending, just so simple, the way they put that word together is the, the T-A-I means not only it's, it's ever running. Whenever you see T-A-I in a word, it's ever, it's forever. You wow. don't have to open this job up again. You don't have to do it again. Uh, it's God. forever. And you know, the weird thing is you don't see the whole use of that word anywhere else in the Bible. You see a shorter use, uh, a, a completion use, but you don't see the TAI or, or we used to call them in, in the USIs. You don't see that coming. I remember we had a Greek class one night and heard about that word for about an hour and 30 minutes. I mean, the professor thought it was necessary. And it was funny that Kevin went down that road. I had it literally pulled up on my computer to end with. But that's one of these times where it's so important uh, that you look at these things. It is finished. I'm thinking about a life without knowing it is finished, Kevin. A life without knowing it is finished is a life that's out there struggling. It's like being in a lake and not being able to swim. It's Mm. uh. I, I mean, it's like it's like trying to bounce from relationships to relations. Things think you got something going with God, yet your life is a mess. You, uh, folks, you you've got to adopt that in your life. It's everlasting. It's finished. It's all over, and it's never been about works. But but we do work because Christ saved us, and as we get sanctified, mm-hmm. of course we support missions. Of course we want to help people. Of course we want to mow the lawn for our neighbor. Of course we want to take care of people. I, you know, all that's important. But you got to understand. Understand, you will never again, once you've accepted Jesus Christ, not once, never again, stand judgment for your sins. It's covered. It's covered. It was finished there on that cross. And when you accepted Jesus Christ unconditionally, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, you know what? You're saved. Yeah. There's no other steps added to that. There's nothing else going on, folks. You're saved. Celebrate that today. Walk around and say, I'm saved. It is finished because that's the work God did with you. Listen, we'll be right back with you. Don't go anywhere. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Hey, folks, so glad, again, that you take the time to tune us in. You go out of your way. Uh, We thank you. We want to thank the radio stations out there that have hung with us and continue to play this message. We want to thank those of you who find other ways to listen to it. Please share us. And, and folks, you know, along the way, if those of you who listen online, maybe in a podcast format or or on our church site, would you take the time uh, to give us a five-star rating? 
Uh, that would really be a blessing to it. And recommend us to other friends. That that would be a great blessing to us. And and I got to tell you, you know, people are quick to say, I don't like it and leave bad reviews. But if you're enjoying this broadcast, let your radio station know. Let your electronic uh, folks know online, whether you're coming through Apple, Android, on the computer, Podbean. So we'd be honored if you'd do that for us. And we'll keep on going out of our way to make sure we take care of you. The Bible says, as we continue on with this, verse by verse, exergetical study of Christ's life. We're in chapter 19. Today we're in verses 28 through 30. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with the vinegar and put upon hyssop and put it in his uh, it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had the vinegar, received the vinegar, he said, it is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost, what Kevin was just talking about prior to this. But he, he did the it is finished. He, he, he went through, and oh, man, I, I am so glad we serve a great God. And so verse 28 highlights, in my mind, uh, what's being accomplished here, what's going on, what's being foretold by Scripture. Jesus' thirst proves his humanity once again. Jesus, you know, he was 100% man, 100% God. I am so glad that my God came down to earth and showed his humanity in physical pain and during that crucifixion. I'm happy about that. And, uh, uh, so you know, and they put it on, you know, with a sponge and a branch. They held that uh, sponge up to his lips, and they offered it to Jesus. That was common practice when you're out. It had the salt in it and the, the pungentness to it. It would take away cotton mouth. It, you know, vinegar makes you feel like you're less thirsty, but actually it makes you more thirsty is what I've read. I don't know because it has such a salty element to it. And then those mm. words, everything we're talking about, it is finished. Uh, it signifies, again, the completeness of our redemptive work on the cross, the completeness of everything you and I need. It's the accomplished purpose why he came to earth. He didn't say, well, I missed one thing. There were no regrets, Kevin, <laughs> when he took his last breath. There were no, you know, and folks, this is where we stand. We stand in the need of having no regrets. We mm. stand in the need of doing the right things. We stand in the need of putting God first in our lives. And even in relationships, you can take this down to a micro level. So as mm. we're looking at this in a practical level, your day-to-day -day interpersonal relationships at work and uh, your day-to-day -day interpersonal relationships with your family, your friends, those people you come across. I'm determined. I don't even want to go to a coffee shop without making eye contact and giving a smile. I, you know, God showed compassion. He showed responsibility. And then he gave everything to us by saying those words, Kevin, it is finished. He, he made sure that he engaged people, had compassion on people, was responsible right to the end. And I think we have that uh, responsibility today. So true. Yeah, that's good stuff there. You know, this whole study has been just a big reminder to me and a big help to me of, uh, of a view toward God, of, of acceptance with him, of completion of the issue of sin. And um, by the way, he died for our sins. He was manifested to take away our sins, it says. And he accomplished a lot of things in his mission. But one of the, you know, he shall save his people from their sins. That's why his name shall be called Emmanuel. Amen. And Jesus Christ, Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. So uh, saved from our sins. 
But um, some people don't get that right, like our buddy down there in Houston and in, yeah. in the big stadium or whatever. But uh, Joe, smiling Joe. But anyway, the whole thing of the um, – and by the way, if you follow him, I just want you to know you need a biblical view of God. This view of God that we just looked at is more liberating than any humanistic person, any motivational speaker, anybody in, on earth could give you. Because when he said it is finished, what he's saying is – if you accept that, God's not mad at you ever again. He's not, his wrath was satisfied. And I remember, Doug, I was up in a church in Alaska a couple years ago, and uh, two and a half years ago, and it was a church that had uh, a really good testimony. It just it, it, it exuded joy and it exuded holiness and it exuded service. You know, everything that a church really, you know, the main things it's supposed to exude. And it was just, it was fun to be there. Just, it was really nice. And I asked the assistant pastor, he took me up to uh, North Pole, Alaska on a little journey so that I could, uh, you know, see, quote, the North Pole. But it wasn't the North Pole. It was a little town above Fairbanks. But when he took me there, I said, brother, what is it about your church. I could just soak this stuff in, man. It's really been a good thing to be around. And um, he said, well, I think the main thing is a pastor preaches and teaches a big view of God. And I was like, what do you mean a big view of God? He said, it's a big view of Calvary to the point that God really was satisfied with Jesus on the cross toward us. And we're all knuckleheads. We're all going to mess up. But He's not mad at his people. He's now he's angry with the wicked every day. So he, if you're lost without God, the wrath of God abideth on you. Make no mistake, you've got to settle out of court, or you're going to face him as a judge, and you're going to be a sinner in the hands of an angry God. But if you accept Jesus Christ, you are accepted in the beloved. Think about it. You're accepted. You are someone that he is actually in tune with on a daily basis. For your good, benevolence is the target of of his relationship with you. So stop thinking like God's mad at you. He's not mad at you. Get over it. Get over yourself. Get over your view of God. Look at this. It is finished. What a better way to say, you know what? Man, I really blew it. What I did was so outside of the, 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 the sphere of what he's done for me. Lord, I'll never pay for my sins, but I would, I, I want to love you so much because it is finished that I lose my desire to sin. That's the goal. It's not that God's mad at you. Oops. I, I, hey, is your view of God, there's two bad views of God, Doug, and I'll hand it back to you. There's two view bads of uh, Two bad views of God, folks out there. Number one is God's the grandfather. He's just like, you know, George Burns in Oh God, the old movie. You know, he's a scar smoking God. Hey, hey, I'll take you like you are because after all, I got my own junk too. I'm the grandfather. Everything you do is good. Or the stern God. A lot of people, especially in Baptist Bible-believing churches, whatever Bible-believing, whatever Presbyterian Bible-believing, whatever churches, they, they tend to make God, we tend to make God the stern God because we believe the Bible and there is a stern side of God. Neither one of those views are correct, by the way. The right view is that there's a God who's holy, perfectly holy, and he loved us so much. Our sin was so bad that he died a horrible death but he did it willingly so that he could save us from that mess and then create in us a love for his grace and appreciate appreciation of coming back to him over and over saying, God, I fell short of what you died for, and, uh, and I love you. Amen. 
And, 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 you know, again, looking at this whole cross right now, standing in front of it, standing next to it, seeing the three Marys there, realizing there's a completion of redemption for us that we can be redeemed, realize, realizing that everything is covered. You know, we got to walk away with humanity. Our humanity has got to be, uh, it's got to be on point. Our compassion yeah. has got to be on point. We got to be able to look at other human beings differently when we look at our own lives in the light of this cross, in the light of what we just read in Christ's life. And you know, we're always doing that. You, you guys have been through traumas. You've been through stuff. I get that. Everybody alive has. And I know that some of you have been through even worse stuff than that. But this is what I think. I think we can't walk away from the cross today uh, without having the humanity of Jesus in our hearts. I think somehow today we, you know, let's just be a little more human. Let's take a little bit longer at the coffee pot to say hi to people. Let's mm. look people in the eye and shake the hand. Let's use the word love a little quicker. It's all right. You know, really love your loved ones. Go out of your way to make your loved ones happy today. We sure do love you. We hope you have a great day. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.